podcaster. I hardly know her. <laughs> uh, hey guys, my name is Megan Bryant, and this is the I Hardly Know Her podcast. I'm an entrepreneur, a single mom of four young kids. I'm a comedian, an improv trainer, and an award-winning author. As I've been going through life, I've learned how much I love to share my stories, listen to others share their stories, and find connections of cool people doing cool things all around me every day. This is a podcast where I'm going to be all over the board. Personal growth, professional strategies, and my perspective and experiences on a lot of different topics. So join me, Megan Bryant, and let's keep in mind that we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. You know what I love about creating this podcast is that I've totally been able to do it on the fly and wedge in all these different segments and the editing um, super easy between everything I have going on. So I'm just about to sit down and eat dinner, a giant pan of nachos with my family. Say hi, guys. Hi! And uh, this episode is jumping into some thoughts um, spurred by a question that I got from one of my listeners. So you're going to get to hear my very first Q&A with a voice message and essentially addressing my thoughts on... um, how the world actually does want us to win. We got to stay true to ourselves, stick to our guns on all the things that we want to create in this world, and don't be afraid to step away from negativity. Just really own yourself and your awesomeness and, uh, and lead the charge there. So uh, I'm going to eat some nachos, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, guys. I have really good news for you today. That is that the world wants you to succeed. The world wants wants you to be happy. If you do not feel that way, I guarantee you that what you are perceiving as quote unquote, the world is probably actually just a couple of jerks in your life. I love to watch motivational posts. Usually what I watch on social media or listening to other podcasts or watching movies Whatever the things are that I'm fueling my brain with and, and including into my experience, they are things that are positive, usually, that are motivating. Occasionally, of course, I'm realistic in knowing that there's lots of scary things that are happening in our world. I also love documentaries. I love to learn about um, things that are mission-driven. Um, so I love being involved with local charities and, and understanding some of the dark sides of our lives that must be addressed. Some of those yucky, sneaky things that are happening in the shadows of, of the world so that we can look for ways to find remedies and hope and healing for people who have been trapped in just awful scenarios like sex trafficking or drug addiction or, um, abuse of any kind, uh, I want to understand those things so that I can help my own brain process what might be the root of that problem um, and, and ultimately bring positivity and hope in breaking those cycles. Now, those are going to be addressed, oh my gosh, in such uh, greater detail in the future because I have some really exciting things I'm working on right now. Uh, but in, in, in general, what I watch and I, I listen to uh, music-wise, everything, when I'm fueling my brain and my energy levels, it is with positive things. So when I see um, some of the people that I follow specifically that will post, 
what I think they're trying to be very positive, um, motivational quotes and, and statements of reassurance about being on your path and finding your passion and doing these things. And I totally am behind that. What catches me every time. And I just like, uh, I kind of roll my eyes is when it's like the world wants to get you down. The world wants you to fail. The world wants you to wear your hair a certain way. The world says you have to be skinny. The world says that blah, 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 blah. Like the world doesn't give a crap. What kind of ego would I have to have to be like the world cares about every detail of how Megan Bryant in Boise, Idaho carries herself? No, it's not the world. We maybe are we maybe are expanding our scope of what we think matters too much. So the good news is that I think most people want you to succeed. And I think most people also want to exceed in their space or succeed in their space. So if you are feeling down or negative, it's probably because of a handful of assholes. And I know that's true for me. There was a, a period of time in my life where I was feeling very down, very discouraged feeling like maybe I was not on the right path with my career. How can being a comedian and an improv trainer and a silly goose, like making people giggle and feel happy in life, like I would really get down on myself, which is insane because I thinking back to when I even got into this all those years ago, I have been told countless times by people who have Um, come up to me after shows or come to me after they've read my book or whatever it is. And they've been like, I really needed that. I really needed to laugh. I really needed that positive reinforcement. My job is something I take so seriously. My job of playing with people, with unlocking creativity, with reminding them how good it feels to let loose for a little bit here and there and to not take life so seriously. And when the stuff is the hardest, man, that's when we need that release even more, right? In my life, though, in my experience, the times that I felt the worst about myself, it was not the world getting down on me. It was a couple of specific people. And I'm not naming names. But I have removed those people from my life. And I've actively learned how to protect myself and guard my boundaries and keep my little yes and force field of this positive action oriented always moving forward strategy and it's hard and it's a lot of work and I want you guys to know that even though I can pinpoint exact people and circumstances that crushed me that I am still grateful and full of love and joy for them having been in my experience. I know that those people only hurt me because of things in their own world that haven't been dealt with. I think there's a couple of kind of people in our lives. There's people who are going to be negative and they are stuck in victimhood and they're angry and they just want other people to be hurt and angry because they're mad And they've had their feelings hurt. They've been physically hurt sometimes. They've had shit happen to them. Sorry, crap. Do I have to change this to explicit on my podcast? If I said that, I better check the settings. Anyway, I just, I think some people are that way. And it's because of circumstances that they have gone through. 
I think a lot of this stuff is generational. The bullcrap just keeps rolling downhill until someone breaks the cycle. So I believe there are the two types of people. Some of them that are stuck in that space and they don't see it yet. They don't believe they have the power to change. They don't believe they have the strength or the awareness like that they are the problem, that they are continuing to perpetuate the bullcrap. I genuinely think some people do not yet see that they are the problem. The other people, I think, are this is kind of a big clumping category, and maybe this will need to be broken down a little bit later in more detail as well. The other people are very intentionally trying to be mean. I do think there are people who are struggling with mental health issues, mental um, uh, burdens that maybe uh, mental health is a really sensitive category, I think, because sometimes I think people are born with ingrained challenges that they will struggle with their entire life. And that breaks my heart. Other things I believe, and I'm currently studying on this, so I can't wait to learn more and, and, uh, and unpack this with you guys. Um, cause I'm, I'm diving into some pretty intensive trauma training that I think some people were not even given the chance to be healthy, stable, secure individuals because of how they were brought up. And again, it's a cyclical thing. And so I don't think, um, it's, in, um, it's always intentional. I think some people, well, I mean, I think maybe they've grown into thinking like, this is how it is supposed to be. Like you can't just be joyful all the time. Life is sucky and whatever. And they want to be mean. Um, I've experienced both types, people that I think are straight up oblivious and other people who are so angry that they're doing it on purpose. They're trying to be mean and hurtful and they're unwilling to change their perspective and shift and learn how to be better in their own skin. Does that make sense? Oh, I hate when I ask that. I'm, I'm sure it probably does uh, in some cases. Um, they may be triggering other conversation points, but either way, I feel so badly for people who are stuck in a negative space, who, who think that's the way to live, to just be mean. If they've been hit and they want to hit someone else, if they've been told mean things and so they want to say mean things. If you feel like that's the whole world, like if you're on social media and you're doing your thing and someone posts a mean comment, like that's not about you. That's about them projecting their crap onto you, trying to feel better. I have one particular person um, in my life who straight up told me once that he feels better about himself when he makes fun of other people. Think about that. And, And at some point he actually called himself out on it that he was like, I know that sounds mean because it is. That he's like, I feel better about the crap that I've done and continue to do in my life when I pick on other people. And we all know who those people are, the trolls of the internet. And some people, some people are straight up like it's the regular profile picture, but you know, the ones like I see those ones where they have like some patriotic motivational post, uh, as their profile picture or some pet or whatever. And if you have a pet picture and you're not an a-hole, like that's, I mean, whatever, there's a difference. Like some people like, they just want a picture of their Shih Tzu and that's fine. And I still love you. Um, you're probably not the one being like, my opinion's better than yours. When it all comes down to it, though, in the world, there are people that are going to be negative. And there's so many people that are going to be positive. I did a post on social media the other day 
when I was just sitting in my car one day before I was picking up my kids and I was alone and I was looking through my phone and I was sorting pictures. I was looking for some to post for um, some of my improv trainings that are coming up. And I just started crying in my car as I was looking through all these pictures I had of people who have been so supportive of me in all my wackiness. These are people that have showed up to my shows. These are people that have shared their talents with me. These are people who have rallied behind me. These are people who have come to my house with dinner. Um, not just when I was going through a hard time, like sometimes life is still hard. I'm not going through like a huge tragedy right now. Sure, people know to show up with baked goods and crap when you are going through a divorce or you've just had a baby. But some of these women, women specifically are these ones that I targeted in this post where I am the woman I am now because I am surrounded by people who want me to win. They want me to succeed. They want me to be Megan because they love it. When Megan is on, they know they can be them and they are accepted 100% by this Megan. There is no, no shame, no judgment, no negativity. Um, it doesn't mean we don't tackle the crap challenges. We absolutely need safe places to vent. We need people who can be our crutches when our legs are weak and we cannot walk alone. And I am so freaking stoked that I have countless people in my life who have my back. And it's not just ladies. I've got tons of dudes that, man, I love you guys so much. People that reach out with notes and and messages of support and cheering me on and showing up to my improv workshops and stepping into my space to try to learn what excites me so much and has made me a better, more resilient woman. And, um, and it's amazing. So the world wants us to win. I had lunch the other day with a friend of mine and he's, it was great conversation and such an amazing leadership driven, just this amazing guy. And he said two words at at lunch and he just said, I win. He said that that's how he introduced himself when he started a new job at one point. And he just says those words and the way he said it was the most amazing energy behind it because he it it is like you would think you'd hear that and you'd be like man that guy is really self-centered like what an ego and I was just thinking man this guy is so centered in himself he is so self-centered in the best way possible that I was just like I've been hung up on it now for a couple of days just being like I win if we all woke up in the morning we're like I win my name is Megan Bryant and I win like there's so much power in that. I just freaking, oh my gosh. I'm so, what am I even talking about today? Oh yeah. I actually made some notes today because I knew I was probably going to go all over the board with things. It's hard to stay in a positive mindset. And, um, and I just think sometimes, um, we get stuck on those one or two negative things. I know I do. I remember um, the third, no, 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 the fourth year of the festival that I ran, Idaho Laugh Fest, the fourth year, I only got one email complaint the whole weekend. That was amazing. Like usually in years before, you know, like 
people are challenged and so sometimes they'll they'll just have issues and and want refunds and had a bad experience because they went to a pg-13 show and someone said the c-word i don't know whatever so i would get complaints and stuff right and that one year went so well and it was so well attended and it was a blast and i just was so freaking beside myself of how amazing it was to overcome as many challenges that I had to to get to that point and I got one email from one woman who couldn't find the comedy club and she just blah, 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 nag 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 in this email and my assistant uh, my best friend who we call her my assistant um, I love you Tommy um, she took care of it but I could not get it out of my head 3,500 people showed up that weekend. It was a huge, amazing weekend of laughter and workshops and shows and camaraderie in the world of community of comedy. And I got hung up on that one negative person and I can't fix her. We refunded her ticket. Um, and, and so I get it. Like we're going to get hung up on those things. And I remember, I have to remind myself, nobody cares about these things. Cause that was my baby. That was one of my babies um, to have that out for everybody to scrutinize some people to celebrate. And then of course, some people to just be jerks and pick on me for it. And, and, and so, yeah, I got defensive and then I, I had to remind myself then, and I remind myself of this all the time. Nobody cares as much about my stuff as I do about my stuff. Same is true for you guys, whatever your passion is, whatever your hobby is, whatever your business venture is, whatever the heck it is, nobody gives a crap. Really? Hardly. I mean, they, they love you. And so they're supporting you. They don't care about your dreams and your vision and your things nearly as much as you do. So that's why you better pick stuff that you want to do and stick to it and understand why you're doing it and, and just roll with it. Just know that you're the only one that's going to care as much as you do. And, and it's not a, and not something to be offended by like, man, so many of the things that I've done, really none of them could come to pass unless I had people helping me certain pieces of it that I can't do my on my own. So I have to ask for help and I have to, um, open myself up to the risk of failure and whatever. And, and, and just recognize that I do the things that I do because I know that comedy is good for me. I know that making people laugh makes people feel better. I've seen it thousands of times. I have more than enough yes-demonials from people who have said that improv has helped their life for the better, that coming to one of my comedy shows and watching me be a damn fool on the stage makes them feel better. I did a show just the other day, a roast of a good friend of mine. I had three wardrobe changes. One, well, one looking normal, another wearing a unicorn jumpsuit, like a drunk unicorn giving weird advice. And then another one being like the alternate universe alter ego of my very loud, uh, rambunctious, high achieving, phenomenal friend, Shelly. And I was just like a nut job being in that moment and laughing and screwing around and it was so fun and so many people again gave that reinforcement and so it's like man this is rad this is pretty rad like all I have to do the rest of my life is understand that what I do works and I have value and I'm not going to be everyone's flavor if I post a video about um whatever a certain bit that's about motherhood 
and some client, like I actually had a client who hired me where my profile on this one website I used to have, my profile says, I'm a mom of four. I talk about where my season of life is. I, at the time I was still Mormon, all this stuff. And, and then she replies or makes a review on that thing. Mom jokes and religion jokes, not relevant to our audience. And I was like, uh, well, screw you because that's exactly literally verbatim what was on my profile. And she still wanted me to be someone else. She still wanted my jokes to be something else. As if comedians just step into whichever space they want and they become different people and they joke differently. Like, be ridiculous. It's only funny if it comes from truth. And my truth is that I'm a mom. I am a suburban mom. I live in freaking border of Boise and Meridian, uh, suburbia, Idaho. I, um, did grow up in a very religious dynamic and I'm still incredibly spiritual. I love me some God and I, boy, Jesus, he takes my wheel all the time. And like, that's what you're going to get. Like I can poke fun a little bit, but anything outside of my scope of being able to have self-deprecation is just, it becomes a mean negative space. People just don't get that. And so, you know what? I was really upset for, oh, I don't know, a couple hours that day. And I vented to some friends and then I moved on. Um, I just still have to stay true to myself and know that I'm going to attract the right kind of audience for me and other people aren't going to like me and I don't care. That's fine. Like there's such a huge amount of variety. I want you to find the things that make your world go around. That is, I, there's nothing that would make me happier um, than to know that um, that you are finding things that bring you joy. Um, I think um, that's. I'm going to take a quick break here. Essentially, that's where I want to set this up because I'm really excited. I got my first voice message, and so I'm going to play that here after a sponsor break. And I love it because it kind of tied in to what I wanted to talk about today. Anyway, um, after that last, um, that last podcast I did about the things that we allow to influence us, then ultimately, of course, help steer the way that we energetically influence our own lives and the people around us. And, and so she asked some really great, great questions. So, um, I'm going to pause here. You're going to hear a quick little, uh, sponsor shout out, and then you will hear my very first, uh, voice message of a question and I'll be jumping back on to answer that. Uh, so thanks for tuning in today and keep on listening. Hey Megan, this is Sandra Lavoie. Just got done listening to your podcast on influencers. And I have a two-part question in regards to negative people. You had stated that you just cut them out and just move on. But um, when you discover that you're in a negative environment, what do you do? And two, after you do what you do, calling people out or just walking away from the situation, how do you deal with that repercussion in handling the people that are going, why would that person walk away from me? Or why is that person no longer talking to me? How do you explain to them that they're just flat out negative? Thanks for answering my questions. Have a great day. Hey, Sandra, thank you so much for leaving that message. These are great questions. Um, I have learned to really recognize negativity quickly. Uh, honestly, for me, it is um, it comes supernatural. I can sense energy about people uh, pretty quickly. 
What I do when I find out that I'm in a negative space, though, is I double check to make sure I'm not the problem. I will honestly inventory what the scenario is, what exactly are the things that are the pain points, what have I contributed to it, and and take ownership over any of the things that might be relevant to me to work on. Then beyond that, if it is a negative space that cannot be remedied, then I remove myself from it. And I literally will straight up just um, either stop making contact. It, it depends on how close it is to me. I will stop making contact. I will mentally and sometimes verbally in my own quiet space in my home, I will wish those people well. I will give them love and I will discontinue engaging with people that are negative. Now, when it is something that is very close to me, that is a lot harder. Um, And I know a lot of people that deal with very negative situations that are in their immediate family or sometimes with people that they've spent a lot of time with. It might be in their workspace. So you have to be able to Again, once you've taken that inventory and you know that you're able to isolate it to either a certain behavior or a certain person, you just have to take a deep breath and with love in your intentions and a genuine desire to remedy it, approach them. Um, I have confronted people straight up. I let them know what I'm observing from their perspective or excuse me, from my perspective I allow them an opportunity to give me their perspective or to speak up on it. Um, and I've done that in the workplace and when I've worked in corporate, I've done it with people that I've worked with in the improv community. Um, I, and when you do it, when you come from a place of love, it's easier because no matter what, I know that I'm doing right by both of us that way. Some people still will take it negatively and you know what, then they remove themselves In another case, sometimes um, additional action has to be taken. For example, I had to file for divorce after 16 years. And I won't go into details on that one right now. Um, That was a space where I tried every way possible to get on the same page communication-wise. And when it became um, to, you know, I became aware that it was never going to be a a good space for me emotionally. Um, And I had to make that choice to end the marriage. But I went into it with love. I genuinely want nothing but the best for him. And that's, that is the truth. And that is something that I I put love on it daily still. Um, and I wasn't the right person to bring, bring joy for him into that marriage either, unfortunately. And, and so that's the first thing is you just have to take action. Don't sit and stew in it. So once you realize you're in a negative space, go through that list and take action just as quick as you can. Second, after I have called people out or have made a choice to walk away, how do I deal with those repercussions or people asking why, um, And do I straight up tell them at that point, honestly, people will already know where I stand. Um, I'm very crystal clear anymore in the way I communicate. I've learned those lessons the hard way of trying to be vague. Um, and, and I just cannot worry about what they think anymore. Um, I don't, 
I honestly don't have a lot of people come back, at least to my face, and ask me why. Um, I do notice sometimes I get unfriended on Facebook. I have never unfriended someone on Facebook, ever. I have unfollowed people who irritate me. I have never unfriended someone on Facebook. So if we are not Facebook friends, it is not because I unfriended. I let other people remove themselves. If people feel like something has happened and we're not, we can't just hang in the same space. Like I believe we come into each other's lives and sometimes we leave each other's lives for a while and maybe we circle back around and maybe we don't. Once someone makes a connection with me though, I will not cut off that connection unless it is not a safe space for me. But in the, the other part of the thing I wanted to address on this is I do everything in my power to be a safe space for other people while maintaining my boundaries. And this has taken me a long, a long time to learn and a lot of hard lessons. And I am not even joking that yes, and, and if you've not taken improv classes, please, for the love of all that is holy, find an improv class, whether it's mine or someone else's. And I'm working really hard to get stuff that is going to be digital, but yes, and allows me to accept the situation and quickly navigate through it. And that and by doing those things, it helps me set boundaries It helps me to be present with people, to assume the best for them, assume that they are showing up the best they can with what they know how in this moment so far in their lives. I think that if people are are willing to put in the work to become better people individually, if they are trying to be near me for a positive influence, great. I want to give people that friendship and be a safe space for people and not pull the rug out from under them if I believe they are genuinely self-aware and they are trying to be better. When I recognize that that is not what is happening, I will yes and people by sometimes not saying anything at all. I will quietly wish them well and move on with my life. And, And I think that honestly, because I stay in that space so much, I don't attract a ton of negativity anymore. And when I do um, find people in my space, I recognize it's probably not me. It is unresolved issues on their end. And until they are willing and ready to make changes, I cannot do anything but wish them well and put love on it. I'm going to repeat that a lot in my life because that's what I do nonstop. I give people the benefit of the doubt. I assume the best. I want them to succeed. Just like the world wants us to succeed, there are more people who want us to win than who want us to lose. I hope that answers your question, at least a little bit. I'm more than happy to dive into it a little bit more. I really appreciate um, Sandra taking the time to send a voice message. I think I, um, I hope I get more messages in the future because I would love to weave, weave them into um, other topics that I'm going to be talking about. Um, but just remember, guys, the world wants you to win. If someone is making you feel otherwise, please know that you are awesome. If someone is negative to you, It's probably not you. The reason I say that is because people, I think, who are listening to podcasts, especially ones like this, are already people who are looking to learn and grow and follow like-minded people. And so I bet it's probably not you. If you are finding, though, that you're getting the same type of feedback um, that's in a negative way, don't be ashamed of examining maybe that you do need to change something and tweak something and own that and roll with it and be better. 
If you find you are the common denominator of something that you are hearing more than once, don't freak out. Like, just accept it. If you have been the negative person, I absolutely have been the negative person in the, in the past on certain things. And I owned it, and I recognized it, and I took it, and I said, ooh, okay, I'm going to change it. So be a good example of that positive change. Allow people to be who they are, and just gently walk away, and don't worry about it. Even if, oh, even if it is someone that you love dearly, it might be your mom or your sister or your best friend from your childhood or I don't know. It's okay for you to change and let those things shift. And if they're butthurt about it, that's not your problem. You can't take ownership over someone else's butthurt, you know? Um, so yeah, thank you so much again. Um, and I can't wait to have you guys back for the next episode. I super duper appreciate your time. It means so much to me to even imagine people on the other end of this podcast listening to even parts of it. It is, um, such a joy to me. So thank you for spending your time, uh, on my podcast and we'll be back soon. And by we, I mean me. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the, I hardly know her podcast. Follow all my shenanigans at meetmeganbryant.com. And remember, we don't have to be a big deal to do big things. <laughs>